doing that. Amen. I know there's a lot going on around us. Don't appear that, you know, we don't see much. The activity. recording has started. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Lester Hayes again coming at you Tuesday night for our 735 Bible study. Partnered with River of Life, a ministry with Pastors Thomas and Old Pastor Joe Rich up in Maryland there. So we're coming at you tonight. Amen. And we're partnering with Platform here uh, to bring forth the word of the Lord. We were so blessed last night. Uh, Pastor Rich brought forth the word last night. Had great conference, just a great fellowship in the word last night. So tonight we're going to come back and make some attempts to try to concert an effort to try to address what I believe is a very urgent issue that I've kind of been putting off and waiting for God to release it, though he finally released it uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, so uh, I got to go forth. So I want to just welcome all of you, our partners, our friends, our, our fellow uh, laborers in the ministry, clergy that may be on the line right now, anybody that's out there on podcast right now, we have 40 different platforms that this is being listened to and played throughout the day, the week, and Almost, uh, we're in just about every country out there. There's 153 countries out there right now, and I know we're in a large portion of them. And we're also uh, being played and listened to in all 50 states and seven territories. So there's a big audience out there that have been playing and listening to our podcast, and we want to be able to speak to them tonight because this uh, pandemic, this coronavirus pandemic, it is a, a global issue right now, and everybody's being impacted, reacting to it, affected by it. I'm going to be speaking to some of that tonight, amen, but uh, it's just a, 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 a time uh, where I've been assessing and evaluating some things, personally, when to go forth. Like I said, the Lord finally released me last night to go forth with this teaching, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm going to stay to the duration. Uh, what I want tonight is for you to lend your ear to what I got to say tonight and hear me out. We'll have comments at the end. Uh, next week, I'll bring you a whole list of statistics to kind of lay out a statistical argument for what is taking place and what I'm going to say tonight. I'm going to lay some, some, some pretty uh, biblical foundation tonight for where we're going with this teaching uh, because I think it's very, very significant and very important that the people have a clear picture of really what's going on, like the big picture stuff that's really been going on, and hopefully it'll restore some hope, hopefully it'll rejuvenate, regenerate some people, and um, maybe just uh, we may see some miracles restored. We don't know, but we know God's word never comes right void. So just pray for me as I break open this teaching tonight. Like I say, uh, never taught it before, been using bits and pieces of it for my testimony, but God is finally uh, gelled it all together, brought it all together, connect all the dots for me, told me to go forth. And uh, I would say to you right now that uh, one of the things that uh, I'm looking at in my very near future, I'm going to be doing a publication, a book, uh, maybe a couple of books with different portions of all of this. And so you'll, you'll probably be hearing some of the chapters, some of the uh, portions of that book tonight in my personal testimony. Amen. So let's just look to the Lord tonight. Amen. And use the word of prayer. And Try to get as far as we can tonight. But I appreciate you all tuning in and making the sacrifice and taking time right to join us tonight. I really do appreciate the support. Again, if your phone is not on mute, I would just ask you to please go ahead and place it on mute. And then once we're finished, for those of you that were
part of the music that I do to get stars and things that will bring you back. Or for those who stuff by you, you know, tell your comments at least. All right, then, well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you tonight, Lord God, for another opportunity to come before your people and to share your holy word. We ask the Holy Ghost right now help us tonight. Uh, open up our minds, open up our understanding, open up the floodgates of heaven tonight, and just you know, pour a fresh manna from heaven tonight on the hearers and ears of the hearers tonight. God, I'm praying for saturation and downpour tonight of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that would generate hope in your people that are that are on the receiving end of this word that's going forth tonight. Let it go forth and never return to you, Lord. Let it fall on good ground, break up foul the ground, and Lord, let it begin to Produce, Lord God, a hope in your people that all will be well with them and all is not lost, oh God. So, Father, we know that as you told me, Lord God, to be the voice, oh God, be the voice to sound the trumpet, be the voice to sound the good news of the gospel, be the voice to restore the hope of the people that, is, that has been weakened and been lost by, uh, by defeated by this uh, pandemic, this, this coronavirus pandemic, and all of the other economical, educational, religious, hallelujah, and governmental issues that have been uh, side effects of what's going on. And so, Father, just in this evening, we're beginning to lose hope for such a time as this. Even members of the body of Christ, even faithful church, Lord, right now beginning to uh, look at you and blame you and want to know where you are, God. They may not say it in their words, but I have I have had uh, conversations with people right now that are blaming you, and there will probably be others who want to be over, God, that will be holding them back, that will probably blame you. Lord God, and blame others and point fingers. But, Father, we don't blame you, Lord God, because we know you're too wise to, to make any mistakes about anything. You, everything you do is just and it's right. So we look to you tonight, God, to finish and to develop our faith. We just ask you to help us tonight, enlighten our understanding tonight, and open up this word, Lord God, and, and, and reveal these revelations to you tonight, that we may have a good, clear understanding about the bigger picture of what's really going on according to your word. We give you praise, Lord, and honor for it right now. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, all right, then. I, I, I want to talk tonight uh, really concerning uh, blaming God for what's going on right now uh, when we really, really know better than blaming God for anything. But there's some people that don't know any better. And that's what pressure can become. That's what frustration can that's when hurting and pain and some of the excruciating things that we've never had to deal with before will cause people, Christian people, uh, to fall into that place where, you know, that outburst will come and they will, they will go there, you know, and we try to understand that, amen. But what the Lord has been dealing with me about is about our voice, the clergy, our voice, because there are so many people now, professional scientists, professional doctors, more and more people are coming up from different countries right now and jumping on the bandwagon and, and jumping on the platform. And their voices are kind of like buzzing out all of the other voices, the clergy, men and women of God. And it's as though we've gone into our caves, uh, into our quiet zones, we don't want to touch the coronavirus. A lot of the people, I think, that are being affected, I was reading another article today where this mega pastor, uh, some of you probably saw that article, had a church service anyway, crowd of people, and he laid hands on, I don't know how many people, they say over 300 people laid hands on them, prayed for them, and now he's dead. You know, now he is dead. He died from coronavirus. And uh, I just read that today and was sharing it with my wife, and I said, you know,
can use our voice other than taking unnecessary risks, you know, because we have to protect ourselves. And I haven't laid my hands on anybody, man, and I don't know when. I love to do that. That is important part of the ministry. But right now, I'm trying to use my voice to be able to preach the gospel, teach the gospel, give people hope through the word of God, and utilize these uh, processes and these platforms and these tools that God has given us to get his word out because we know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is not really a good time right now to be laying hands on anybody without any gloves and protection and masks and all that. And none of that was in place, but uh, he did. You know, and I said to myself, you know, there's another voice that has been lost. So I want to just speak to any clergy that are out there right now, any leadership out there right now, not only in the church, but especially the church, that we uh, become the voice of God to be able to look at the scriptures and try to uh, give the people some hope and calm them and uh, that this is this is really nothing new under the sun. We've been here before, uh, all the way back, of course, you want to look back, there have been pandemics, there have been epidemics, there's been outpouring of, of viruses and things. And so we, we have to look in this word and prepare God's people uh, because there will be another situation like this. Because we weren't really prepared for this one, uh, we need to now be the voice to calm the people out there by, by, by looking in the word ourselves. This ain't no time right now to be aggressively begging for money. People are hurting right now. People are dying right now. And a lot of the politicians are really, to me, stepping up and doing what I think we should be doing. Because we know these things, amen, and we're going to talk about a few of them tonight. And I was so blessed today. I had an opportunity as I was eating my lunch on the boot too, and I saw uh, Governor Cuomo up in New York. I'm telling you, if that man don't have a presidential mindset, vision, and focus right now, I mean, he dealt with this situation for his state of New York in such an intelligent, intellectual manner until I started giving God praise how he spoke in this situation so detailed, so professional. I mean, with facts and truth. I mean, he laid it out there, man. He is for the people. And I prayed for him today. I pointed my hand at the TV and said, God, that's the voice right there that's coming across the pulpit. Uh, and I say pulpit, but, you know, but, you know, whatever the platform is, that's the voice right there. You know, it was almost as though, man, it was profound and prophetic what he was saying. And that's a very smart man. And I said, my God, if, you know, if he, if he could become the president, the country would be better off from a political standpoint. We got bigger issues than what's just political. We're going to take a look at some of those tonight. Amen. So I want to I want to be uh, preface the teaching tonight. I want you to turn with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 15. And I want to read just a couple of verses here to you, uh, verses uh, 25 and 26, and I might read 27. And I want you to understand uh, the reason I'm reading uh, these verses right here is because this is Jesus declaring through his manservant Moses, using Moses' voice to declare to ancient Egypt, I mean ancient Israel, some things that were concerning him even back then. So we want to preface the lesson tonight. If you'll just turn there with me, I'm going to, I'm going to read this right here. And uh, it, it just appears here that these people were dealing with uh, a similar type of discouraging uh, uh, outpouring of disease. You know, they were, they were hurting. They were going through. There was a lot of disease. A lot of things that was happening to them, and a lot of it came because they were disobedient. Amen. Let's just be honest. You can't blame God if you're disobedient. 
I've heard again people here lately blaming God when they know better. You know, yeah, uh, you know, it, 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 it's us we got to take a look at. What can we do to make the situation better? And so we, we're going to see here how these people are murmuring, complaining, and doing some of the same behaviors that we're doing right now as a whole. Everybody right now is angry, protesting, got guns strapped on them, going into state houses, trying to take over, trying to get the people to go back to work, trying to expose the people to dangerous situations right now. Some of the jobs are going away. So everybody's hurting right now. Economically, they're hurting. And some people are sick right now. Some people are dying from other diseases. Young people right now have all of a sudden about nine cases documented. Young children breaking out with this other type of disease right now. You got the president taking experimental drugs right now. And he's supposed to be the president if he goes down. You know, people are freaking out right now. So you just got so many side effects, so many things going on right now. And the murmuring and the bickering and the complaining is still going on. So let's just kind of take a look here and pick up that theme right there. If you look in, uh, in the, uh, the book of Exodus chapter 15, <laughs> amen. And uh, let's read, uh, matter of fact, let's start at verse 23. It says, and when they came to Moriah, they could not drink of the waters of Moriah, but they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara, okay, meaning bitterness. The water was bitter. There's something wrong with the water. It was contaminated, you know, which, which we, 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 we've seen this right here before, even right now. We got to be so careful with this water that we're drinking uh, because, you know, there's a market out there right now. People are doing all kinds of things to try to make money off of this. So you got to be very, very careful, uh, you know, where you're buying your stuff from and what you're buying. Uh, amen. Put your filter, put your filter on it. You know, I, I, I got this certain type of water that, that, uh, that, uh, Pastor Eric and Pastor Stephen delivered to me. Uh, we have a, a vendor who takes care of us in the church water. We got that pH 9 level water. And it's really, really good water. Plus, I got two filters over there on my brand new refrigerator. So, I try to drink good water. But 24, he says, and because of this, the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? This water right here is contaminated, it's bitter, you know, you know, it's been, been, ain't been tested, you know, we don't know what's in it, could be dead animals in it, could be curses because they were complaining, we just don't know. So they probably blaming God and they blame Moses for what it's like the people are doing right now. And then it goes on to say in verse 25, and he carried unto the Lord, and he cried unto the Lord, I'm sorry, and he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made to them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. Okay, he wanted to test them. He wanted to spiritually test them, show them a miracle, show them what God could do as he cried out and he praised God in this water. He wanted to show them the power of God. He cried out to God. He didn't complain when he cried out to God. The Bible says in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, the prophet here, that when we cry out to God, that God hears us, he answers us. And listen at this. We're going to see this right now in this scripture. And he shows us great and mighty things. The Bible says that thou knowest not. So now let's check, let's check this out. You've got a water purification problem. It's contaminated. It's bitter. You know, it may be, make, make you sick, maybe infested with some type of dead animal, corpus, or disease. We don't know. We just know this water man was not good to drink. But let's look at what God does to the man. He shows them great and mighty things because the 
God did exactly what Jeremiah said do. We're living in a time where we're going to have to do exactly what God tells us to do. Cry out to him. He will hear us and answer us and show us great and mighty things. Let God determine what message he's going to use. If it's the foolishness of man, let God use that. Whatever God is going to use to teach us his world, let God use that. Whatever God is going to do, we don't tell God what method to use. We just know that he's going to do it. Therefore, we cry out. We become that voice to weep for the people, to cry out for the people. Why? We're the leaders. God's going to, God's going to speak to us what to tell the people. But if we go quiet and go silent and act like we don't know what to do, then all going to do is put their confidence and trust in those lying words that are coming from that press conference and from other leaders, whether they be mayors, governors, or whoever. Because people want information. They want somebody in leadership to tell them what to do. And so we have to be that voice. God is saying, where is the voice of my people, my clergy? This ain't no time to beg for money. You got the loudest voice in the world when it's time to beg for money. Everything. Nobody got to wonder who you are. You're going to know. Even now, there are people out there on, 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 on live streaming begging for money. Send you cash out, telling you where to send your money. The people need some hope right now. They're hurting right now. We got to be the voice of God for them right now to give them hope. So let's see what Moses said right here and what happened. And he says, And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, a tree into the water, Lord, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he ruled them. Read that, man. Tell me God won't show you great and mighty things that you don't have no idea. Pull up a tree, just a random tree, throw it in the water, and made the water sweet. Now Moses didn't murmur and argue with God. He didn't question God. God, this sounds ridiculous. Moses had a, a perfect track record with God. He was a voice for God. He spoke to God on behalf of the people. Spoke to the people on behalf of God. Why is he going to stop using his voice now? Because they got a they got a pandemic. They got bad contaminated water. Why is he going to go quiet right now? So he continued to do what he had always done. Cry out to God when the people were burning. Pray to God. So let's see what God did right here. Turned that water, made it bittersweet. Turned that situation around and made it bittersweet. But look at what Moses did. Moses did what, what every uh, clergy, I think, would do. Moses turned around and set up a memorial unto God so that the people would remember that spot. He, he, he built an altar right there, in other words. He built an altar right there, in other words, you know, so that the ordinances of God would be established right there in that spot and prove God. Because there were probably going to be other days when they were going to be back at that spot, but this spot is significant now, and it would always be remembered at, 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 at that spot where that ordinance took place. Know, and other ordinances probably probably became uh, uh you know became a uh, revelatory right there at that spot. God probably gave Moses other revelations about that spot. It was spiritually significant. A spiritual test was passed here. <clears throat> Amen. And I believe right now, all over the world, everybody that's facing and dealing with this right here, I believe right now that God is calling people to use this opportunity right now to create an altar right in the midst of this. I don't care if you're in the jungles of Africa somewhere, in the jungles of, 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 of Brazil right now, which they got an outbreak going on down there right now. Somebody ought to go out in the midst of that thing, man, and set up an altar right there and begin to declare and use your voice to declare in the name of Jesus the victory of God over that situation. Moses did it, cry out to God right there and begin to declare the ordinances of God, raise up a, a statue right there, uh, 
not necessarily a physical statue, but a statue in order, in other words, declaring the ordinances of God right there, declaring that this is a place of blessing. This is a place of miracle right here. This is a place right here where God is going to do some restoration. That statue, establish that statue, that spoken statue, not some wood carving or some 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 stone. Uh, you can lay a couple of stones there if you want to and, 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 and call it an altar, you know, if you want to. That, that, that would be acceptable because that's biblical. Verse 26, though, he says this, And say, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will not put, or I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. In verse 27, he says, And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water, and three score and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. So you have to look at what God is saying. And look at the different stages that they went through. They went from being from murmuring, drinking bitter water that wasn't good, to drinking bitter sweet water, building an altar to God, declaring a place sanctified by God, by his presence. And they moved right on. The health was restored. Look at what God is saying. He restored their health. He healed all the diseases. All they had to do was stop murmuring, stop complaining, stop blaming God, stop blaming Moses, but just look to God and cry out to God and listen for the voice of God to speak back to them. This is what has gone silent, I believe, in this country right now. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of voices going out there right now saying things. There are a lot of people out there prophesying right now about what they think. But we need to be able to look at the word and see what God is saying in his word, seeing what he's promising us in his word. Look at how at the end, after they went through their little up and down and, and, and their little situation with the Lord, doubting him, complaining, you know, look at how God turned that situation around and they passed that test. They passed that spiritual test. This is the time that we as clergy are being spiritually tested. This is the time that we as believers are being spiritually tested. This is the time that the unbelievers can be made believers. You know, it depends on what we're doing. It depends on our voice. Can you imagine all these eyes on Moses during that pandemic? You got bad contaminated drinking water. No doubt these people have been traveling because if you read early on, you'll see that's what they were doing. And they were thirsty. No doubt some of them were dying of thirst. And here Moses right before their eyes go over and pray to God, and God say, pull up that tree over there. I can just imagine them looking at him, he's pulling up a tree. Probably had a few people to help him. Probably got dirt all on the roof. Probably got earthworms crawling all on it. And you're going to throw that in the water that's already contaminated? See, God turns all things around and work them out together for us. You can't ever tell God how to bless you. All you know is that when you cry out to him to do what he tells you to do and pass that spiritual test, even in calamity, even in hardship, even in suffering, even in hurting, even when you're dealing with a coronavirus or any other type of virus, even when you're dealing with craziness in, 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 in your leadership, whether it be in the government, whether it be in the church, wherever it might be, we still have to look to God who's the author and finisher and developer of our faith. So we don't have to blame God, amen, like other people do. You know, there, 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 you know, you know, there are many, many nations right now that are probably in the same boat. 
God of them, you know. But if we listen to God and follow God and follow God's statutes, follow his ordinances, his laws are still in effect today. They cannot be violated. We know that there are many, many nations out there right now that worship other gods. They really built statues. They really built statues. They weren't talking about no statues. No, no replica, no man, or no woman, or no animal, or no, no, or no, 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 nothing really, no idol. We're talking about the word, establishing the word, the covenant of God, those statutes, those ordinances, so that people can remember in that place how blessed they were. And that's what Moses began to remind them of in that place. And God says, "Here, yeah, you put me in remembrance of my word." Remember, He gave Moses the law, so Moses' word, he, what, the, what, the, what the covenant was. Declared that statue right there. He declared those ordinances right there and declared that place a place of blessing, a bittersweet place of blessing, where Lord turned bitter water into sweet water. Amen. I believe God wants to do something in this situation right now on the earth that we've never seen before. One of the things that uh, that he told me, and I titled this message, The Coming of a New Restoration. The Coming of a New Restoration. We will never be the same after this. We will, they were never the same after that miracle. We will never be the same. I saw Mr. Comrade telling these people, stop calling him, stop asking those questions about getting back to normal. We're never going back to the way it was. We can forget that. Wipe that out. Out of your mind. But we encouraging you, we're telling our people that. There ain't no going back. You might not even make it back into the church or some church. We don't know. We don't know. People might be fearful and afraid to go back in. Some people might not be. I pray and hope everybody won't feel that. But let's be real. That fear is out there. We got to be able to give the people some hope. Let the people know that that God said there is coming a new restoration to his people. He's going to restore. He always have after all types of epidemics. Look at what he did right there with the people. But he had to have a voice. He had to have a man of God with a voice. Declare to God what, 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 you know, what, what, what God was able to do then to go back and declare it to the people. God is saying, you be the voice, so I'm going to be the voice. You know why I have I have taken on this task? It's because I know too much about God, and I'm not alone. There's many, many clouds of witnesses around me. Pastor Rich got a testimony. Other clergy, Pastor Mike got a testimony. So I'm not the only voice. I'm just the voice right now that's doing what I'm doing. You know? And and I hope and pray that I'm speaking for other voices. I'm representing other voices. You know? It's because I have a testimony. Okay? When I was sick, God healed me, okay? And so I, 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 I supposed to be a voice for him. I supposed to testify of how great God is. I supposed to tell people that God can heal even in the midst of this thing. That's, that's my voice. And he told me before that there was going to come a time when I was going to talk about to a greater audience what he did for me. I talk about it in bits and pieces now, but he said, now is the time. Now is the time. So he's been pulling some things together for me, and so I'm, I'm, I'm here tonight, you know, to not reject it, but to face up to it, and to go forth and tell people, proclaim to people from the word of God, that there is coming a new restoration to the people of God, that blessing today was brought about the country this morning in prayer, there is coming, it ain't here yet, but it's coming, it's never going to be the same, the, the, the vaccine they're creating, all these scientists, all these other doctors, all these other uh, organizations out there that's trying to 
jump on this opportunity right now and make money, lace in the pocket with money, trying to experiment with drugs right now, and the FDA, they don't know what this stuff works. Bottom line for them is, not restoration. They can get you hooked on something, get people to buy it. The bottom line is they just want to make money. They ain't caring nothing. It's just simpler. People are, the more money they can make, and the more vaccine will be required, and the more will be sold. But God told me to let the people know. He said, you be the voice and let them know that I am sending a new restoration. I am creating in the midst of all that they're doing a new culture. And because there's going to be a new future for my people. There's going to be a restored people, a rescued people, a healed people. So the question I asked myself today was, does God still heal us today? Yes, he does. I am a living witness. I'm not alone. Today, I am 100% totally cancer free. December uh, of 2000, and well, really it was October 2015, is when I was first diagnosed with chronic lymphatic lymphoma, stage four cancer. Okay? And so my answer is yes, because today, I am totally healed. And I know for a fact, I know by, by living proof, my, my, my faith has been tested, my spiritual test has been passed, that God still heals today. Now, I want to be on record to say that, at which time I was placed under observation and close monitoring, which consisted of quarterly labs, blood exams, physical exams, visual exams, consultations, prescribed medications, all kinds of recommendations. However, in December of 2008, the start chemotherapy treatment, a regime of chemotherapy treatment. By June though, of 2019, God had completely healed my stage four cancer, chronic lymphatic lymphoma. This was after completing six months of chemotherapy. Every 28 days, I had to go over there, man, and have that stuff removed my foot, you know, that covered six months in duration. The treatment started in December 2018 and was successfully terminated in June 2019 with me ringing the cancer freedom bell at Archibald Oncology Center in Thomasville, Georgia, where Dr. Simmons is my oncologist. So yes, God still heals today. I got I got I gotta I gotta say that. So for all those out there that are struggling right now, that are looking for a vaccine, Jesus Christ still heals today. He has the power to heal anybody from coronavirus or any other type of corona pandemic, any other type of side effect, any type of other thing that's going on. It doesn't matter. He can make every situation, literally situation, he can make it clean. He said we should know that the Bible talks much about miraculous healing taking place throughout history. That's the voice God wants to get out there. We can't lose that voice. We can't lose that voice. It's, it's documented. The Bible bears record of it, you know. However, here's the deal. Satan has managed to blind and deceive the whole world to ignorance of a lack of knowledge and lack of vision of God's thoughts toward us. Our leaders, to include myself, we leaders, are clueless on how to stop this current coronavirus pandemic. Outside of Jesus, I don't think there'll ever be a cure. There may be a treatment. This should be nothing new to us, primarily because today's leaders are still so blind. What an obvious solution for un 
interested pick of your vacuity, what are we talking about, Pastor Lester Hayes? We are your voice. We should be the voice of God, just like Moses was when the people were murmuring, complaining about the seed water, when our voices are badly needed, urgently needed right now. It's time to be his voice to speak about these things, to give people hope. Vaccines ain't working. People are still dying. So let's try God's way. It works. Why? In my opinion, most of our scholarly spiritual leaders, clergy, and mega church voices have become oblivious to the role that we play. I need you to hear me right there. We play in the prevention of diseases and the promotion of health by simply just teaching God's people to differentiate between the clean and the unclean and both foods and behaviors. We could present a lot of this stuff, but we won't touch this subject. Because I hate to say it, the way it looks in the pulpit sometimes, a lot of us are suffering from gluttony. Everything we can get our hands on, we have bad habits. And people are mimicking our leadership. We should be the ones. Let me read that again. In my opinion, all of our scholarly spiritual leaders, clergy, and mega church voices, have become oblivious to the role, to the roles we play in the prevention of diseases and the promotion of health by simply just teaching God's people to differentiate between the clean and the unclean and both foods and behaviors. Who touched that subject? Well, listen to what the scripture says. Just listen to what the scripture says in the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 22, verses 23 to 31, King James Bible. And the word of the Lord came unto me. Now, this is the prophet Ezekiel, powerful prophet of the Bible, saying, Son of man, say unto her that thou art the land that is not clean, nor rained upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion raving the prey. Raven in the prey, they have devoured souls, they have taken the treasure and precious things, they have made her many widows in the midst thereof, her priests have violated my laws and have profaned my holy things, they have put no difference between the holy and the profane, neither have they two differences between the unclean and the clean, and I have hid their eyes from my Sabbath. And I am profane among them, and her princesses and the midst thereof are like wolves, raving and prey, to shed blood and to destroy souls, to get dishonored on his gain. And her prophets have dubbed them with untampered mortar, saying vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus says the Lord, when the Lord hath not spoken, the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the strangers wrongfully, and I sought for a man among them that could make up the head and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. But I want to be one of those voices. Now this is fine. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. In their own way have I repented 
upon their head, saith the Lord God. That's in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 23 through 31 of the King James Bible. You see, God is, is not playing around here. He's serious about this. Nothing new under the sun. But where is the voice? Why haven't we been preparing the people for this type of thing? Teaching them what is clean and unclean. Teaching them what behavior is acceptable or not. We've done so many other things. Aggressively begging for more money. Trying to buy bigger airplanes and bigger cars and more expensive suits and all that crazy stuff. Robbing the people. Taking advantage of the people. When we should have been preparing the people. We should know better. We're the clergy. We're the voice. We're say we're the prophets called of God. Why haven't we foretold what these prophets foretold? Why haven't we reminded the people? It's right here in the word. That's, that's, the, that's the voice that, that's going to stop. However, in my opinion, in my opinion again, I believe God has always been speaking through many upright men who are in good standing with God. Many prophets and righteous men came before us and yearned to see what was received, what we would receive, and we did not see. And we did not hear it. And we did not hear it. And we did not hear it. Nor did we understand it if we did. They had, like some of us today, eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand. But we began silent. But instead of being that voice, we just rubbed it off by simply saying, God is up to something. And now we got everybody in our church saying that God is up to something. Got to have a little bit more than that. That ain't giving nobody nothing. I believe. God is saying to us in this hour, loud and clear, to those of us who have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to understand, and receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to all of us in this current coronavirus pandemic. There is a new restoration coming to my people that you know not of until it appears suddenly, and it will. There is no other way to be fair than if we are called to lead and lead or get out of my way, says the Lord. You say you are called of God, then lead. Begin by being the voice of God during the coronavirus pandemic. Don't go silent. Where are your voices searching, says the Lord. It is high time for the whole world to learn again about the laws of God and start governing themselves by all of the laws, not some of them. The Old Testament is not going dead. Still vibrant today. It's got ordinances in there. It's got statutes in there. It's got rules in there. It's got principles in there. It's got guiding principles in there. It's got laws in there, holy laws. He didn't do away with it. He fulfilled it. We don't teach them anymore. We don't remind people what the Leviticus said. It's clean and unclean. And no wonder people are, are coming in so much contact with all this stuff that's causing them harm. So God is saying we got to remind the people. There is no long-term benefit to what is being done to solve this pandemic. Y'all need to hear me. There is no long-term benefit. No long-term benefit. I don't care if they do come up with a vaccine. A year from now, they'll be trying to get another vaccine because there'll be another outbreak. If we don't become the voice of God to sound the alarm and teach the people what is considered clean and unclean and don't judge any unclean thing, don't even come near it. It's the reason why God published those laws back then. Those prophets reminded them. Moses reminded them. Don't complain about it. Let me talk to God about it. He's the one that's got the answer. Not the, not the physician, but God, the chief physician. No. My people want sustainable benefits, says God. 
then don't forget all of my benefits already. My new mercy every morning is still available to my people today. My truth and my grace, they're still meeting every morning. So decide, do you get that new mercy that's due every morning? Or just see that it's 323. Now he goes on to say here in the book of Psalm chapter 68, verse 19, King James Bible, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Part of the plan of salvation is healing, beloved. Healing, beloved. Peace of mind, beloved. Deliverance, the beloved. All this is part of the plan of salvation. All this is one of the benefits, part of the benefits. Want us to prosper and be in health. These are benefits. People don't hear about them until after the fact. Sometimes it's, it's kind of too late for a lot of people. They've given up. They've started blaming God. Some of them forsake God. Some of them don't want to have nothing to do with God. Some of them turn to atheists. Some of them turn to other religions. You've got 4,600 different denominations out there right now that believe something totally different about the deity of Jesus Christ. Who is the healer? No other name by which man can be saved. No other name can we be healed. Jesus is our healer. He is our healer. With this Christ, we are healed. That's another one of those sentiments. Then when you look in, like I said, the book of Lamentations, third chapter, verse 20 through 26, the King James Version, look at what it says. My soul has them still in remembrance. Listen to this. All those benefits, you got to keep them in remembrance when that calamity comes. You can't forget that. Purge, you can't forget that. You can't forget to remind the people, hey, the word of God says that's unclean. The word of God says that behavior is unacceptable. I don't care what the government says. I don't care what the legislature says. I don't care what prophets say. Marriage between two men is an abomination to God. Marriage between two women is an abomination to God according to the word of God. Not according to me, but his word. I got to be that voice. You don't want God to turn you over to a, a, a reprobate mind, to that, that unordinate thing called the lust of the flesh. That's what's happening right now. People care more about the laws that man has passed than the laws that God has already instituted, his ordinance, his statute, his rules, his way of doing things. He goes on to say, look, my soul has them still in remembrance and is humble in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Look what, what Solomon is saying here. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed by God. Because his compassion fails not. They are due every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. And the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. <clears throat> the Lord is good unto them that wait for him. The soul that seeketh him. Even in this pandemic, it is good that a man can both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. That benefit, that promise, call yourself to it. Call it to your remembrance. Remind yourself, minister to yourself. I'm not going to faint and buzz away. I'm not going to lose hope right now. Because I know what, what Jeremiah 29 11 says, that the Lord said, I know my thoughts towards you. They're not thoughts of evil, they're good thoughts. They're thoughts of, to give you a, a hope in the future, to bring you to an expected end. That ain't death, and even if it is death, 
do enough to be right so that when you die, you won't live again, though you be dead. You got to have that voice going out there, constantly reminding the people, preparing the people for eternity, preparing the people for the next pandemic, preparing the people right now so that they don't just fall up and lose hope and just give up and feel like there is no way out. Nobody cares about them. God cares about them. His mercy is true every morning. God is still speaking to his people from his inspired word. He is still using his holy Bible to reveal these things to us. You just got to have a voice, an active voice. Even while the whole world is grieving and hurting and suffering and dealing with calamities of every type and sort, there's loss, there's pain, there's uncertainty of major proportions, there is no going back to the way it was. Be settled about that. Everything is different today. It's going to be different tomorrow and the next day. My whole creation, says God. <coughs> My whole creation, says God, is groaning, not just you. They are groaning right now today like all others. Everything right now. Dogs are groaning. Cats, animals, all kinds of livestock, domestic animals. Everything to have breath right now is groaning and hurting. Don't know what tomorrow holds. Paul said this in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 8, through 18 through 23, the King James Bible. Paul said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That lid is going to come off when I put my hope in God because there is a new restoration coming to the people of God that is going to appear suddenly because God is going to do it himself because our voices have gone silent, amen, so he can't really count on us, amen, and so God is just going to have to come and rescue his people himself. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just know he said he was going to do it. He said that the end of a thing is going to be better than the beginning of a thing. I heard him say, though thou beginnest with small Job, Job 8 and 7, but thou latter, that end is going to be greater, greater than His word hasn't been fulfilled yet. The things you've heard have not come to pass yet. You haven't seen. This is the greatest opportunity time for God right now to show himself strong when all of his prophets, when all of his clergy, when all of his sinners, he's gone silent. We're not standing and declaring. And he'll raise up a minister of Satan to raise up a minister of light and transform to be an angel of light and have him stand in the holy place declaring some stuff. Not on my watch. Paul said, shall be revealed in us. That voice that God is looking for shall be revealed in us. He said, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Where is your voice? For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. We ain't bound. We've been loose. We're standing fast in the liberty where Christ made us free, and we can't be entangled with the yoke of bondage again, says Paul in the Galatians church, chapter 5, verse 1. We can't. The children of God, we've been manifested, we've been called forth. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. We're not the only ones. Everybody's hurting from this pain. Everybody's suffering, struggling. He said, and not only they, but ourselves also. 
which have the first fruits of the Spirit. That ain't only the human spirit. He's talking about the Spirit of God. Great is he that's in us. First John 4 and 4, the first book of John, chapter 4, verse 4. Great is he that is within us and he that is in this world. He says, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies. We're going to be redeemed, and if we know we're going to be redeemed based on we've already been redeemed, according to the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13, then the redeemed of the Lord, this is the time to release your voice and say so. Just like the people looked at Moses, putting up a tree and putting it in the water. We ought to be saying so right now when people look at us and say, what are they so excited about? And then we can tell them, because there is a new restoration coming to the people of God. God's going to do it himself. He's going to manifest it himself. Because his prophets have gone silent. When you need them to prophesy, where are they at? Where's the voice at now? And he goes on to say, be the voice to remind my people, all my children, all of my groaning creation, that there is a new restoration coming, and it's on the way, says the Lord. Look at what he says in the book of Acts, the third chapter, verse 18 through 26 of the King James Bible. we got about four more minutes. Let me get through some of this. This is just great laying groundwork. I'm going to bring out the statistics sheet next week as we move forward in this. He said, but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he had so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. A lot of this we can't blame God. We know better. A lot of it is was our failure. It was our abuse. It was the things that we didn't do. We touched the unclean thing. We touched the unclean thing. We had perverted behavior. And now look at what we got. You got HIV and AIDS out there because a man slept with a man. They went against the natural use of their body. You got committee out there right now. Why? Because women slept with women. And all kinds of other transferable diseases. Reason behind all this stuff. All that abomination. Look at what he's saying right there. God said there is a time of refreshing that's coming from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Which before was preached. He's going to be preached again. He's got to be preached again. Whom the heavens must receive until the time, listen y'all, until the time of restitution of all things, until the time of that new restoration, that new culture that's going to be raised up, that new future that's going to happen, restitution of all things. God is going to repay, God is going to restore, God is going to recover what belongs to him, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. He hadn't stopped speaking, but we have. For the Moses truly said unto the Father, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you. Of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. Listen for God to speak, and then you speak. He told me, You be the voice, man of God, and it shall come to pass. He said, Jesus was the voice, now you be his voice, you be his ambassador. You know, he said, Greater works he's going to do than he did. First John, the book of First John, chapter 4, verse 17, says, As he is, so are we in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed. And I'm not that prophet. Jesus is that prophet. Amen. But he will prophesy through every yielded vessel, destroyed from among the people. 
Yea, if you ain't going to lead, then why are you in leadership? Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel, those that follow after, and many as have spoken before, where your voice is at now, have likewise foretold of these days, ye are the children of the prophets spiritually, and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, we are the blessed, we are the seed of Abraham, we are the the benefactors of the blessings of Abraham, they are ours too. We're heirs to that promise. We're heirs to the kingdom. And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up your son Jesus Christ, sent him to bless you, and turning away every one of you from his iniquity. We are supposed to be turning this stuff away right now because we speak with the voice of God. Now in the hymn from the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now when the him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask to think of him, our pastor, according to the power of God that is in us. Let that power be released. Great is he. Speak out. Say these things. Declare these things. You have the power to declare things to be not as though they were. Don't be decreeing nothing. He's already decreed all this book of the law. He's already established decrees. But we declare the decrees of the Lord with power and authority, apostolic power and authority. And he said, they shall come to pass. You said so, Lord. Raise your voice. We got one more scripture here, and then we're going to call it a night. This is out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verse 24, the King James Bible. Be my voice in the earth during this pandemic, says the Lord. Tell all of my groaning creation, Jesus Christ, my son, will and shall return to the earth to establish the kingdom of God and God's laws and God's decrees again will still be in effect and active again. That's why they should right now. They will be proclaimed again, and therefore they need to be proclaimed today as though it already is said, says the Lord of hosts. Be thou the voice of the Lord, declare, publish, proclaim, establish my laws to the whole world. From America to Russia, from China to Japan, England to New York, and everywhere, to everyone, and to everything that has breath, says the Lord of the universe. And it shall come to pass in that last day that the mountains of the Lord, the Lord's house, shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the heathen. And all the nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up into the mountains of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law again, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people. And they shall bear their swords unto plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against nations, and neither shall they learn war anymore, says the Lord. Why? It's because in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, the King James Bible, the prophet Isaiah already prophesied. He should be foretelling what he already prophesied. He said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, and peace there shall be no end, no time to be quiet now, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it. Where's my voice ordering it right now? 
Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. And he says, during this restoration, which again, of course, the new kingdom, where we will all get to witness the coming together of the body of Christ and the statehood of every nation, every government, every tongue, every tribe around the world, says the Lord of the universe. Last verse, Revelation 5, chapter 5, verse 10, King James Bible. And hath made us unto our God king and priest, and we shall reign on the earth according to the word of the Lord. And we're going to end right there tonight. We're a little bit over, but just wanted to try to get some foundation started here. We got so much more territory, so many more scriptures that I want to make known to you. We got to find our voice. Word of God is our voice, amen. Word is the voice of God. And if we're going to be leaders, we got to be, you know, as he is, the voice. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to-